Is your tea low or are you just not feeling good? It might not be what you think. You know, when testosterone levels are low, it's not, there's no fun. Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk with America's happy hormone doctor, Dr. Deborah Matthew, and she's going to explain the real causes of low T and how it can be reversed. And also, how stress plays a big part in it, especially in our hormones. It really does. Also, did you know that beets could be a magic food? We'll explore more next one in this interview. But I found it fascinating. I like beets, especially if they're roasted. Let's explore that next with my guest, Dr. Deborah Matthew. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I really want to say thank you for being here. Really, thank you. If I can sing a song about thank you, I would, but it just wouldn't, I don't think you always listen to me sing. It's not really a good thing, but I know a dad and a parent and a crazy bit that we're spending time listening. I really do appreciate it. So if it's your first time, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast about a journey. I'm a dad trying to figure this stuff out one day at a time. I'm also a, per, I'm a man trying to figure stuff I never learned as a kid. Just like you, trying to figure this stuff out. But there's so much information out there about everything. It's important trying to you know try to get the right information, try to figure this stuff out for ourselves. Before we get started in this interview, before I introduce Dr. Matthew, I wanted just to say this is not a substitute for doctor's advice. If you're seeking medical advice, please talk to your doctor. This is more for informational stuff. I'm not a doctor. I don't play a doctor on TV. So, but I, I, I want to give you kind of like that um, information before we start the interview. Next up, my guest, Dr. Deborah Matthews, American's happy hormone doctor. In this episode, we talked about low testosterone and how hormones can become imbalanced and how we get back on track. We also explore vitamin D. I didn't realize how big vitamin D is and how important it is and how stress plays a part in like throwing us all out of whack. You know, we're crazy. Our hormones go up, down, testosterone, estrogen. They all go out of whack because of stress. And we all, especially this time here, time of this recording, it's the holiday season. And stress right now is unbelievable with the pandemic, work, holidays. Our, we're all unbalanced right now when it comes to stuff like that. Dr. Deb shares a lot of good information on how to get things back on track. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Deb. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. You know what's cool? I got I like kind of open an open question and it's kind of fun. Is I looked at your webpage and you had to really meet some really cool people. And I always wondered, is President Carter really that nice he sees on on TV? He is the nicest man. He is so inspiring. I gotta tell you what he told us. He said if you don't like the person that you are today, you can start today to be the person that you want to be. He, he, I was so impressed. I'm impressed he's building houses and helping building human habitat from yeah. handy at his age. When all the stuff's yeah. going on with him, I'm like, that, that's pretty impressive. And I also thought it was pretty cool that your pitch was over the NASDAQ on the, the big screen. And that was pretty neat, too. I mean, that must yeah. have been pretty cool to watch. Look at That was really cool, yes. Well, you're, you're called America's Happy Hormone Doctor. How did that come about? Well, you know, I um, used to be just a regular old doctor, mm -hmm. but in my own personal life, I didn't feel good. I was tired all the time. I was struggling with my weight. And, you know, I had no patience with my kids. Like I was just flying off the handle way too often. And then I felt like 
so guilty. You know, I felt like the worst mom ever just for shrieking at my kids over these stupid little things. And my husband truly did not know what the heck to do with me. (laughs) And I didn't really understand what was happening either because nothing in my medical training helped me understand what was happening to me. But I'll tell you what changed everything for me is actually I read a book and it was written by Suzanne Summers, you know, Christy Snow, right? From Tree's <laughs> Company. And she wrote a book about women's hormones. And I didn't want to read the book because doctors don't want to get their information from celebrities, right? <laughs> not, like Christy Snow is not who I go to for my medical information. But the truth is when I read the book, And I could, you know, the story she told about women, they were just like me and they felt so much better when they got their hormones in balance. And so that really opened my mind to realize that there was more that I hadn't learned at medical school. There were places I could go to get trained. And so once I was able to learn how to get my hormones back in balance, I got my energy back and my kids got their mom back and my husband got his wife back and I got my life back but I just couldn't go back to doing what I used to do before, which is just, you know, mostly writing prescriptions all day long. So I changed how I practice medicine. So now for the last 14 years, I've been helping men and women get their hormones back in balance so they can live the life, you know, their life to the fullest of the way they deserve to. It's interesting too, because, you know, I'm physical, they don't check all kinds of things about testosterone and, and, you know, you know, I'll count blood work and stuff like that. But one thing that was interesting too is, um, what is hormone imbalance? Because I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Well, you know, in in conventional medical circles, we don't so much learn about that at medical school because what we learn about are diseases, right? You could have a tumor that's making way too much of a hormone and making you really, really sick. But within the range of what would be considered normal, if your hormones are kind of at the really high end of normal or the really low end of normal of the lab range, we don't always feel so good. And sometimes there are hormones that have sort of equal and opposite actions. So just as an example, there's estrogen and testosterone, right? We think Mm -hmm. about estrogen for women and testosterone for men, but men and women each have estrogen and testosterone, we just need them in the right balance. And so if as a man, for example, if your estrogen is a little on the high side and your testosterone is a little on the low side, that you don't feel good, it affects your confidence and all sorts of things. So these hormones are chemical messengers. So they, they're chemicals that go in our bloodstream and they tell our cells what to do. And so if you don't have the right amount of these hormones, you're not, your cells don't get the right messages and then your body doesn't do the right things and you don't feel good. Why not? This is interesting too about, I mean, I always say about the commercial on TV, take this for your testosterone because it'll make you more physical active and more energetic and stuff like that. Why is it so important for to keep them you know, to take care of your testosterone for men? Well, for, yeah, for men, testosterone is what gives you confidence and motivation and competitive drive and, you know, decisiveness. And so for men whose testosterone level is low, and maybe we'll have a chance to talk about some of the reasons why that might happen, you just kind of lose that drive. And I'll tell you what I hear every day is <laughs> guys will come in, they'll sit down and they'll say, you know, I just don't feel like I used to like, I, you know, I feel older than I think I should, but you know, maybe it's just my age. And I, I, I don't let I don't let them get away with that because, you know, listen, if you're 95 and you, you feel worn out and tired and achy, OK, fine, we're going to blame it on your age. But if you're 35 or 45 or 55, you're not supposed to feel old. Um, so if we can figure out what's wrong and fix the problem, then you can get back to feeling great again. Well, what is the, some of the effects of like not having enough testosterone? What are some of the side effects like 
things that you could happen. Yeah. So I think it's important for guys to know this because for women, when our hormones go out of whack, we get, you know, hot flashes and (laughs) PMS and like, it's a little obvious and in your face for men though, it's much more subtle. It's just a slow, gradual decline that kind of creeps up on you. So it's not obvious, but when testosterone is low, you can feel more tired out. Um, you know, kind of coming home at the end of the day and you just want to park yourself on the couch kind of thing. Um, Testosterone affects mood, so you can feel depressed or you can feel anxious or or sort of just unmotivated. Testosterone is what maintains your muscle mass. And so you can find that, you know, your muscle mass kind of deplenishes, um, diminishes, or, you know, if you are exercising that you're just not getting as strong as you think you, you know, not really getting the results in the gym. And then after you exercise, sometimes you feel even more achy and sore than um, you otherwise would. And testosterone is really important for um, how your brain works. So for being focused and, um, you know, remembering things. So it, and and of course for libido, right. And, and, and thinking about that kind of stuff. So it, it really affects how men feel, but it is, it, it is a gradual thing. And just kind of one day you kind of sit there and you think, you know, I feel older than my age. I feel achy, you know, lost that drive. And then you kind of wonder, Hmm, what's happening. Well, interesting too, about testosterone. I was kind of curious about, is it also low testosterone? Could it help them affect people and gain weight? Yes. So testosterone is what helps to maintain your muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And if testosterone is low, you tend to lose muscle and you tend to gain body fat. And um, when you gain weight, that also creates more inflammation in your body, which again, it just makes you feel more tired and achy and stiff and you just don't feel good. Well, that's pretty interesting too about not being um, to low testosterone, but also I was wondering too, how, like you say low gradually goes down and stuff like that and, and men and, and stuff like that, but well, the 10 low testosterone, low, like do they have brain fog sometimes affects the where they're thinking and stuff like that? Yes, can affect thinking, um, like being able to compute things in your brain and just be sharp and on the ball. You just feel foggy, like you said, um, concentration. And, and um, you know, you can tell that something is not quite right, but, you know, it, it's subtle. So you're never really sure. And getting a testosterone level checked um, and, you know, that can really give a good answer. Well, one thing that the story comes to my mind, I did actually, one of the reasons why I had you on tonight, one, I'm very interested in the testosterone. And I actually had a, a couple of years ago, I had a physical and my testosterone was low. And I remember taking a supplement, a supplement from GM, um, a, we'll say a place that you could buy supplements. We'll leave it there. Yeah. I won't name, name the place. But I remember taking it and, um, and it, it stunk. Um, but there was like one of those little pills, like a horse sized pill and taking it. And I remember being a little bit aggressive out like, Oh, I'm like muscle. I want to, I can, I can stack boxes all day, but I was like, wow, it was a big difference. But I also felt when I was, when I was feeling kind of my testosterone low, I was feeling kind of tired and stuff like that. Um, I, I was curious about that. Any supplements, like maybe could something people can use to boost the testosterone. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I actually do have suggestions for how to boost testosterone, but I would suggest some other things even ahead of supplements. Mm -hmm. So one of the things would be to try to clean up your diet a little bit. So sugar and lots of processed foods, 
really trigger insulin. That's the hormone that regulates your blood sugar. And there's a problem if you have diabetes. And so when you have more sugar, more processed foods, more problems with your blood sugar, that's one of the causes for low testosterone. So if you can try to you know, diminish the sugar, eat more healthy foods, that's one of the ways to let testosterone boost. Another one is doing resistance exercise, like where you're um, lifting weights, for example, that kind of exercise gives you a boost in testosterone. Um, another one would be moderating the alcohol, too much alcohol is toxic to the body, you know, to the part in the body where the, the testosterone is made in your testes. And so too much testosterone or too much um, alcohol is a cause of low testosterone. So if you're overdoing it, then, you know, you might want to cut back a little bit. So those things are really important. And then one of the most important things of all, I would say, is to watch stress. So um, stress is a really big cause of low testosterone in men. And the reason is that cortisol, which is our stress hormone, it goes up to help us cope with stress, but it can shut down testosterone. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about stress um, in just a minute. But then of course, yes, there are nutritional supplements that can be helpful. None of them is really fully um, embraced by doctors. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's not an awful lot of research into the, some of these supplements that you can buy um, over the counter. Some of the things that are available on the internet are definitely very sketchy and questionable, <laughs> and you never really know what's in that bottle that you're getting. Um, and so I would say there's a lot that we can do, you know, with, with lifestyle factors. Then also toxins in the environment, like plastics, you know, the chemicals in plastics or pesticide residues in our food, you know, we're all exposed to so many thousands of chemicals. Those chemicals, many of them are hormone disruptors and they are things that cause low testosterone. So doing your best to try to minimize exposure to chemicals whenever you can, for example, you don't want to microwave things in plastic because mm -hmm. the, the microwave pulls the chemicals into your food. So that's another important way. So of the supplements that are out there, one of them is called DHEA, which stands for dihydroepiandrosterone. So you can understand why we shorten it down to DHEA. <laughs> um, but that is a, a hormone that we naturally have in our body. And that one can be converted into a little bit of testosterone. So that can give a little bit of a boost of, of testosterone. But I would really recommend using that one if you know what your blood level of DHEA is. So I typically don't send people off to the store to buy that one without knowing mm -hmm. if, you know, because if you already have a lot of that, it won't work. There's another one that's an herb. It's called tribulus. And tribulus is something that can help to boost testosterone in some people. Um, so, you know, that's something that is readily available and, and could be tried. But it, of course, we can't really give medical advice on a podcast. So we always have to say, but you should talk to your doctor. And, absolutely. You know, this absolutely. is a conversation that you need to have with your doctor. Absolutely. It's important to talk to doctors first. That's one of the things that we mentioned. <laughs> yeah. One thing, too, is I found interesting, too, about hormones. And I know about the book about hormones and stuff like that is stress. Stress, everybody, especially last year, and then this with the uh, pandemic and the, the economy and the stress and level, but how does stress affect your hormones? Yeah. Okay. So when we're stressed, our, our body releases cortisol, which is our main stress hormone. And cortisol is like long acting adrenaline. So you know how you get an adrenaline burst, you know, when, when something happens. So this is like long acting adrenaline. 
And that's a good thing. It helps us cope with stress. But if we have chronic stress day in and day out, we can end up with chronically elevated cortisol levels. And when your cortisol levels are, are up most of the time, that shuts down testosterone. And so when we're under a lot of stress, testosterone levels can decline. And when testosterone levels are low, it just feels so much harder to cope with stress. You don't feel good. And so that's why if we can help to manage stress in healthier ways, testosterone levels can get better. But when cortisol is up, it makes us gain weight, mm -hmm. especially right around our midsection. Um, it makes us not sleep well, right? We all kind of know that we don't sleep good when we're stressed out. And there's a pattern that we see a lot. And, and this will probably sound familiar to a lot of people listening <laughs> is cortisol is, we're supposed to get a burst of cortisol early in the morning. It's like a little adrenaline shot so that your eyes pop open and you can jump out of bed ready to start your day. <laughs> and then it goes down over the day so that at night you're relaxed and you can sleep soundly. But what happens to a lot of people is they don't really get that good burst in the morning. So they're tired and their alarm clock goes off and they press snooze like a couple of times. <laughs> and then they have to crawl to the coffee pot because caffeine boosts cortisol levels. So you get a little bit more cortisol to your brain so you can function like a human being. So it just, it takes a little bit to get going in the morning. But then once you're going, okay, fine. Now you're okay for a while until that bewitching hour, like two, three, four in the afternoon where you kind of get that slump. And then you want another cup of coffee or sugar or just something to make it through. And then by supper time, a lot of people feel better, but then early in the evening, you know, sitting on the couch, you're nodding off and you're so tired. But if you stay up late enough, then you get a second wind. Now, like 10 o'clock at night, your brain is awake and, you know, mm -hmm. you don't put yourself to bed or you can't fall asleep. And then the next morning, the whole thing repeats itself. And this pattern is so common that it's just almost considered normal. We need caffeine in the morning. We need a coffee break in the afternoon. We need a sleeping pill to go to sleep. But it's not normal. And it's a sign that there's a problem. And so stress is the underlying thing that drives that. Well, the interesting thing about the coffee, because I'm the local donut, Dunkin' Donuts shop down here, it's always super busy every morning, and it's almost like everybody needs coffee. I mean, line, I've never seen lines that long and for coffee at the local coffee shop. And we had um, and another funny story about coffee. I just had to share this with you. We have Starbucks over in the, in the across town, and then during the pandemic, it was 25 cars deep to get into Starbucks through the drive through <laughs> Everybody, Everybody needed their coffee. They really Everybody needed, the needed coffee. their boost. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, one thing, but what is one of the long-term effects of stress? I mean, people over a long period of time, they can't deal with it or yeah. they're having a hard time dealing with it. What's the long-term yeah. effects? It's really, really, up, it's hard on our health. So cortisol is an aging hormone. It ages us prematurely. So we, it, it pushes us towards dementia and towards diabetes and osteoporosis when our bones are thin and more likely to break. But also it makes your blood pressure go up. Um, your blood sugar can go up. We get insomnia. Um, 
we get anxiety and depression when cortisol is not right, you know, when there's too much stress. And it's because of the chemical, you know, hormonal balance that goes on under all that stress. So we know that we had, you know, a lot of mental health problems over the pandemic as we're all dealing with stress. And there's a, at least a piece of that has to do with the hormone soup that's, you know, going on when we're under stress. So there's a lot of negative health implications. And, and the one really big one is gaining weight, especially around your belly. And, you know, that's something that so many people struggle with. And when you're stressed and you got all that cortisol going through your system, it just makes you gain belly fat. That's interesting too. And also then other, that cause other problems like diabetes. Could that could be it, to- Yes. It pushes you towards diabetes because it impacts, you know, how your blood sugar works. And, you know, I've already said cortisol problems can cause low testosterone, but cortisol problems can also push you to diabetes and diabetes is another cause of low testosterone. And these things are a two-way street because low testosterone makes it more likely that you would get diabetes, but diabetes makes it more likely you would get testosterone. So they kind of feed each other and both of them make you gain weight. And when you gain weight, that makes you more likely to get diabetes. And it also makes it more likely for you to have low testosterone. So what ends up happening is, you know, one thing causes the next thing, which makes the next thing, and you just kind of get caught in this cycle. And, and it's really important to recognize what's happening and get a proper diagnosis and get some help. So you can bust out of that cycle and feel better now and also be healthier for the future. It's always interesting how the body, the body's magnificent, how it controls everything. And when things are out of whack, it can cause all kinds of problems. It's just fascinating. It really fascinates me. One other thing that was interesting to me is vitamin D. I always kind of curious. And I, I got a chance to talk to you because what is vitamin D? My doctor said I need vitamin D, but what is vitamin D? Yeah. Well, we call vitamin D a vitamin and a vitamin means you have to get it in your food. But vitamin D, interestingly enough, just to make things complicated, is a hormone (laughs) because you get vitamin D when the sun shines on your skin and then your body manufactures it. So you can get a little bit in certain foods, but not, not very much. It's really it's from the sun. For a variety of reasons, modern humans are not getting enough vitamin D. So the vast majority of us are low in vitamin D. Even, you know, the people that are playing tennis and golf and they got the suntan, (laughs) even a lot of them have low vitamin D. In fact, they say 50% of people in Hawaii apparently have low vitamin D. So vitamin D is something that's very important to help us absorb calcium. So it's good for our teeth and our bones, but much more important than that, vitamin D regulates your immune system. And this is why it's so very important because if you don't have enough vitamin D, then it increases your risk for a list of many, many different health conditions. So a greater risk for high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, dementia, um, depression, allergies, back pain, on and on and (laughs) on. And because it's such a common thing, it's really, really important because it affects so many people. And, you know, one of the things in, in this pandemic that we learned is that, the, you know, how some people got really, really sick and they ended up in the ICU, whereas other people had such a minor illness. And we're trying to figure out what makes this person get so sick and not that. And so we know that high blood pressure and diabetes and being overweight, those are risk factors. And, and they go together, right? We just said one causes the next, causes the next. But another really important risk factor is low vitamin D. So if we look at the people that got really sick in the ICU, 
almost all of them had low vitamin D. And it's too late. Once you get in there and you're super sick, if we give you a bunch of vitamin D, we missed the boat. So now is the time when we should all know what our vitamin D level is. And so if your doctor has told you that you need to take vitamin D, it's important to take it for many, many reasons. And one thing that I see all the time is, so somebody will go and they'll get their vitamin D level tested and they'll be told you're low. And maybe their doctor will give them a prescription or maybe they'll take, you know, a vitamin um, off the shelf, which mm -hmm. is perfectly fine way to do it for a while. And then, you know, time goes on and they just kind of drop it off the list. But what happens is your vitamin D goes up when you take the vitamin D, but then when you stop it, it just goes right back down again. So this is one of those things that you kind of need to keep on taking it because um, it doesn't just fix itself because you take it for a little while. Oh, it's interesting too. I remember I had a, again. This is why I'm so fascinated. In your in your topic is is vitamin D. My, I remember my vitamin D was low, and I remember when I took it for a while, a period of time, the the units I was taking, and all of a sudden I had a, my energy came back. My energy, it was I was feeling because I was when it was real low, I was feeling like I was, I was sluggish, like a car trying to go, room, room. Yeah. and all of a sudden I took it for a period of time, and my vitamin, I was like, ooh, this energy, a kick of energy coming in. Yeah, it, it really is important. And and I, I'd really like to, I like, I like your kind of car analogy, right? Like this kick of the engine coming in, because I believe that, you know, all of us kind of want to feel like a high performance vehicle, right? Like we want to <laughs> feel like we've got drive and acceleration and, you know, all that stuff. But if you, if you had a high performance car, right? Like if you have a Lamborghini parked in your driveway, I don't know what you drive. I don't have a Lamborghini. <laughs> Neither. Saying, if you had one, right, you're not going to take it off roading and you're not going to leave it out in the hailstorm. You're going to take care of that car, right? You, you want to tune it and, and put the expensive, you know, oil and, and the high premium gasoline. And, but that's how we should treat our bodies, right? Why don't we treat ourselves that way? Because you, if, if you're, car does get in an accident, if something goes wrong, you know, you got insurance, the insurance company can replace it. And most of us have health insurance, but the health insurance can't replace your body. I mean, you can replace your needs. There's some exceptions, but in general, <laughs> right, we got to take care of ourselves because this is the only body that we're going to get. And it's really important for all of us to take care of ourselves because when you go into the doctor, yes, they're going to check your blood pressure and, you know, your cholesterol, like all those things. And they can give you a pill if something's kind of off, but even those pills, they're kind of doing damage control, right? Like they're making it so things don't get worse, but they can't really make you healthy. That's something that we got to work on ourselves. And so if for anybody who's feeling kind of tired, kind of achy, kind of down, you know, just, you know, you could feel better, you know, there could be more for you. Um, Listen to your body because if because there are lots of things that you can do for yourself to really help yourself feel better. So you could get your testosterone level checked. You could take vitamin D if it's low. You can clean up your diet and, you know, get out there and go for a walk. And and reducing stress is really, really key here. And, you know, sometimes we can't get rid of stress. You know, sometimes there's just things going on. You got a mean boss or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but there's a lot that we can do to help protect ourselves from the negative impacts of stress, like going outside for a walk or 
you know, doing some breathing exercises. There's some pretty simple things. And one of my favorite things, which is super simple and we can all do it is gratitude. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're in the middle of feeling all stressed out, you're having one of those crappy days, nothing's going right. You know, you're just ready to like throw in the towel. already. (laughs) If you can stop and think of three things that you're grateful for, it really, first of all, helps to put things in perspective, but also your body can't feel anxious, fearful, bitter, angry at the same time as it feels grateful. So it really changes what's going on in your body and it changes those hormones and it really has a physical effect on your body, not just a mental or emotional effect. That's interesting. I was thinking about that too. I mean, sometimes we think sometimes it's worse than it really is and we get stressed out about it. And the problem is probably about, you can't see people in the audio, but the problem is probably about that small. But people make it seem like it's a mountain, and the stress level can really drive people crazy. Well, there's, I was interested too, and I don't really know much about it. Is erectile dysfunction? And what about the hormones button your book, the men over forty and stuff like that? What is that? Yeah, so you know, in order to have a strong erection, we need to have good blood flow, right, mm-hmm. in into the area. And so there are a whole bunch of things that can impact that, and plaque in your arteries, just like, you know, plaque in your arteries can cause a heart attack. So if blood flow is not going where it needs to go, then there's a problem and stress causes a problem. And, you know, if you think about it, if you're under stress, your, your body's hormones are going to shift around in order so that you can run for your life from the saber tooth type, right? (laughs) This is not the time that you want blood flowing south, (laughs) You need blood going to your muscles. So it kind of makes sense, but when you're stressed, That is a a major reason for not really being able to perform the way that you would like to. Anxiety for the same reasons is another reason for not performing. But also if you have diabetes, if you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all of these things interfere and it, it can be. It could be embarrassing or, you know, makes you not feel good about yourself. And it's kind of hard to talk about. And, but what I'd really like to say is that this is a medical problem, just like any other medical problem. And it's something that should be addressed. And there are things that can be done in order to help men. And so instead of staying at home and feeling bad about it, worrying about it, et cetera, because honestly, most of the time it just kind of gets worse with time. It is something to go and talk to your doctor about because we do have things that we can do in order to help. So it's worth it's worth speaking out and asking for some help. It's interesting, too, because all the commercials on TV, especially late in the evening, they all have a lot of those commercials for um, this this medication, that medication and stuff like that. Is that a good thing or some of the side effects, maybe that maybe some side effects of that stuff? Yeah. So there are side effects. Sometimes, you know, it's opening up blood flow. That's, that's how it works, but it doesn't only open blood flow in that one area. It opens blood flow everywhere in your body. So people sometimes get headaches and flushing. Um, So, so for some people, so for some men, they just don't feel good when they take it, right? Like if you take a pill and then it gives you a headache, that sort of (laughs) defeats the purpose a little bit. Right. Um, There are also some nutritional supplements that can be helpful. So one in particular is, um, one of the things that's helpful is something called nitric nitric oxide and nitric oxide opens up blood vessels in order to let more blood flow in. And you can get more of that. If you eat beets, do you like beets? Yeah. Beets are awesome. Especially the roasted beets. 
Yeah. Okay. So beets are an excellent source of nitric oxide. So Mm. beets would be good for that. You can also get nutritional supplements that help boost nitric oxide. There's something called arginine, which is an amino acid. And oftentimes we use it with citrulline, which is a different amino acid, but those boost nitric oxide levels in your body and that can help improve blood flow. But Again, it's better to use these things under supervision because that's not a good thing for people who have um, certain infections like cold sores and things, because mm. if you take the arginine, then you can break out in cold sores on your lips and that kind of you know, it doesn't really help matters. So so that's why it's good if you can, you know, get some guidance here. So don't stay home and and you know, just worry about it step up and ask for help because help is available why do you think men are embarrassed about it though i don't understand why i think that because you've dealt with a lot of you obviously you've dealt with a lot of them yeah yeah you know i think a lot of men sort of feel like this is part of their manhood and so if things aren't working as well as they should they don't feel as confident they don't feel as good about themselves and what i see a lot which i think is really sad is they don't always feel comfortable talking to their partner about it. So they sort of, and and if testosterone is low, that impacts drive and desire and, and then also can impact erectile function. And so they're not, they're not, um, you know, showing interest in their partner because they're worried about their own performance. Well, as women, what we do is we figure, Oh, you think I'm fat, you're not attracted to me, maybe you're having an affair, I don't know, right? But but we we worry that it's us. Mm-hmm. So now we got the you know, one partner over here worried about themselves, the other partner over there worried about themselves. And and it's so sad that it's hard sometimes to talk about it. And so this really causes problems with relationships. And you know, this affects families, right? I mean, intimacy is one of the things that brings connection and relationships. And so you know, this is not a topic that we typically talk about when we're talking about parenting, but, but you know, having a strong marriage or, 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 you know, a good relationship that can be important and, you know, in families. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that sometimes kind of makes the first crack in a relationship. And, you know, if there's other problems, sometimes it's the final straw, which is really too bad because we can help. Definitely seek help and seek medical uh, advice from the doctors and stuff like that. Well, yeah. um, well, wrapping up, I think one final thoughts. Anyone leave with the audience about stress, testosterone, or um, erectile dysfunction? Yeah. I have so, <laughs> so if if all you're going to do for yourself is wait for your doctor to prescribe the pill that's going to fix you, you're going to be disappointed because we just aren't that smart and we don't have the magic pill that you need. So for all of us, we need to take control of our own health because I really believe that living well is the best medicine. Well, if anybody want to reach out and connect with you and ask more questions and where they can find your book. Yeah. So my website is called signaturewellness.org. And we have a link to the women's book and to the men's book on the website. And we've got lots of other information and um, hopefully it'll be helpful for people. Well, Dr. Deb, thank you much for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate your time. All the links will be in the show notes. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Wrapping up this episode, I want to thank Dr. Deb for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about her over at drdebmatthews.com. 
You can find all the books and all the information over there. You can find all the links for this episode over at nosittingonthesideline.com slash 122. Hey, please reach out. You have a question or comment or leave a comment in the show notes. I want to see how you're doing. Say hello or just say, hey, listen, that was a great episode or whatever you want to say. I just want to see how you're doing. All my contact information at nosittingonthesideline.com slash contact. Final thoughts. If there's something you're not feeling right, seek medical advice. It's important. Don't let it go. Because next time, you know, Maybe a little, maybe a little, like, settle pain. All of a sudden, it's a big pain. If you're not taking care of it, it's only going to get worse, not better. And we all want to feel better. Talk to your doctor. It's important. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Wherever you celebrate, enjoy time with family and friends. For me and Sean, we, we really appreciate it. Until next time, take care. Give kids a hug. Tell them how much you love them. God bless. See ya.